Today on the podcast, we had one of my all-time favorite people, Sweb. Sweb has been a church leader, a brilliant thinker, obviously his whole life. It's a little bit of his personality right there. But he worked at Elevation Church, helping build kind of the empire we see today. He was a part of that kind of initial big explosion. He's worked with hundreds of different churches, church leaders, and he's got a killer online presence talking about all things church, church building, church thinking. So thank you so much, Web, for being on. Seriously, it was so much fun. If you're listening to this, thank you so much for all of our subscribers, the people who like and share this podcast. It means the world. Two big things I want to communicate before we hop into the podcast. Number one, if you're looking to find a church, if you just moved, maybe you are looking to change communities, whatever, there's going to be a form in the notes of this podcast that you will be able to go click and you fill out the form. And then in seconds, you will get connected to a local church. There's about 2,000 church partners we have with Crossover. Seriously, super cool. It's a great resource. And on the other side of it, Sweb has a lot of courses and a lot of great teaching tools and stuff. It's also going to be linked below. Click it. You can actually have them come out to your church. There's a lot of cool resources that he has, so those will also be in the show notes. Thank you so much for watching this. Make sure to like and subscribe the video and the pod. Seriously, it means the world. Let's jump right in. Austin, no. Oh, you never been? I've never been to Austin. Dude, you you have such an Austin vibe, and that's the rule. You have to have some sort of vibe to visit Austin. Is I guess right. some sort of rule. So yeah, I mean, it's probably worth you visiting. I'm yeah, from we, the Dallas area though, so oh, really? uh, there's a pretty solid difference between both of them. But you made it. Where? What all states have you lived in? Because obviously you're you're back in Texas. So yeah, done a few. Oh, we did yeah. Texas for 29 years. I did. And my wife's a little younger in Colorado for a year, North Carolina for 10, Florida for two back to Texas, Let's go. which my I think are really I... the three best states. And then the, the North Carolina is just there, but it's pretty good. Yeah. I I've never been, my wife and I were doing like the see how many states we've been in mm-hmm. and that's the only like states I haven't been is like far east coast, like east southeast. It's like I we're going to South Carolina next week, not North Carolina, uh-huh. but yeah, and they're the same. I don't know, they're the same. I mean, they're probably mad that I say that, but they're the same, <laughs> right? Well, I'm sure people are pumped about our state travels. So, uh, dude, riveting. <laughs> 114 listeners already left. That's cool. I'm just kidding. Well, this is Sweb. <laughs> So do you want to give like a 30 second intro and then we'll kind of hop in because you've been on the podcast before. So you're returning. That's true. Guest, which is incredible. Dude, I know. I can't believe that. Thanks for bringing me back. Let's 100%. see. Um, Sweb, Texan, kind of a church nerd, done some church stuff, done some team building, some leadership stuff. Worked at a couple of churches, one of them relatively, quote, church famous that, that did well for me for a while. And now I just coach and consult churches, coach leaders to uh, so they can build better teams and then build build a better church. And then I have a wife for 16 years and I got an almost nine, almost 12 year old. And we are, we are super ready for our big July 4th parade tomorrow. Let's go, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's always interesting. Like we live in California, right? And there's like no yeah. fireworks. You can't have fireworks because it's like the whole state will burn down. It's like and the whole, first, other... <laughs> this is my first 4th of July without fireworks my whole life. What am I doing? Come on, man. I need to I'm go sorry fly about to that. the Midwest just for the day, man. Just for that, well, I know. 
like I said, thanks for being on. I'm super excited. I know that I share probably every single one of your posts every day because I'm like, well, that's either for me, I'm going to throw <laughs> up because of how true that is or oh, everything man. in between. So I, I have some formulated questions. It's not necessarily normal for this pod because it's just conversations, but I hope that we can just have a conversation through these. So yeah. kind of jumping in, I want I want to pick your brain on some bigger topics that I think you talk about a lot. So jumping right in, what are some like key indicators for you for a healthy church staff and then on top of that a church environment so these are some things that you might walk in for yeah. the first time you're having a conversation you're like these are some key health indicators like khis nice look at that that you've seen over your like years <laughs> yeah well i mean i won't spend a ton of time on this little piece of it but you should have to define stuff First, yeah. like, you know, health. Some people would be like, healthy things grow. I think that's an incomplete fallacy. Tumors grow and bellies grow. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, the little alliterated cliche I, I use a lot is bellies and biceps both grow, but one's with intention when one's frankly just from apathy. So anyway, so we had to define health in that case. So I don't think it's the healthy things grow thing. So, and everybody gets to define it on their own. They may say numerical size, obviously, or uh, staff health may mean like, oh, we mandate sabbaticals and Sabbaths every 24 hours. Okay. Cool, whatever you define it to be. So that being said, if I can discern or even if I'm told what their definition of health is, then I just come in at the end of the day, I'm looking for consistency. You know, so for example, I'll just jump right into the spice because I just have to. It's like a rule for me. And I just posted this, I think yesterday, some version of this. You know, consistency is a big deal. Integrity would be the churchy word for that or wholeness would be another mm -hmm. great word for that. But you don't get to put excellence on your wall if you're obese. You know what I mean? You can't say we value excellence, but my car's dirty. Everybody's talking to insiders and none of them are talking to guests. So we start late. There's trash on the floor. The bathrooms look like crap. And most of the staff are obese. Now, I'm not thinking of anybody in particular right now because I visit a lot of churches and that's pretty common. I also yeah. am a former fat kid. So, but that's just an example of when you define it, I just want to see it consistently all the way through. You can't say we're good at blank and then not be whatever that is over here in your personal life. So I'm just looking for that because I think people come into church. Uh, with a pretty low bar in general. And I think that's okay. Like the world is just like, hey, just do what you said you would do. And that's all I'm evaluating as well. You know, I'm not looking for an elevation church sort of rise in, in, in attendance, or I'm not looking for a size of like a life church or a cool trendiness of a voo. And all those are great things, of course. I'm just saying most people come in like, bro, I just, I'm just looking to make friend, you know? So it's already a low bar. And then if we can't even hit that by just doing what we said we would do, I think that's a problem. And then I can see that. So that might, that I might answer some of my, my point about the church side, healthy staff, you know, obviously you have to dig in a little deeper there to, to look a little bit more. But when I'm coming in again, I'm just listening and listening keyword. Are they saying what, you know, in a, in a closed door meeting that they're saying out here, you know, on Instagram, what's it look like? But then when I'm in the meeting, they're, they're having a whole different discussion that clearly isn't what on, what's on Instagram. <laughs> I'm here, right. I'm planted forever. And the rest of the time, they just hate their life over here. We love our staff. We don't pay our staff. You know, it just, it's all at the end of the day for me, it's consistency. And that'll, that'll solve a lot of literal health problems in people's lives too. Just go walk around the block consistency, consistently or eat a salad consistently. You don't have to go lift a lot of weights or have a certain sort of genetic makeup. Man, just be consistent. And I feel like mm -hmm. at the end of the day, that's my kind of soapbox. I try to Harp on, stand on, but I also try to live in. That's something I preach to myself all the time too. So that's the lens I look yeah. through. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, it's super good. I I always, my friend and I is a pastor back in Omaha, was my pastor for multiple years or whatever. 
always laugh about that. It's like not laugh out of like a like gotcha way, but like yeah. also like, yeah. man, what what are we doing? Like right. we only talk about like four things in the church. And it's like that's yeah. never I've never heard actually our new pastor has definitely talked about it because he's a healthy guy. Like he goes cycling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, shout out to Pastor Steve Abraham. Yeah, man. Healthy mm -hmm. and you call it out. So I like that. Yep. So yep. kind of bouncing in the next one that I I think it's kind of in the same lane, but for somebody, because a lot of this audience is either 18 to 24 or like that 24 to 30. So they're kind of mm -hmm. on their their beginning journey of understanding not just what they're called to, but like, what am I actually going to do with my life? Right. Right. So it's like, what what are two to three things that you would recommend to them of having long term success? Not just like, yeah, yep. you're going to make it to be a lead pastor someday, but like, yeah, how can I actually be successful in life in the in the bigger category? Yeah, man. Well, again, definitions is a big thing for me to find success. For me, it's being fruitful and fulfilled. You can yep. be fruitful. You know, if you go to do a church staff job, you want to be a lead pastor or some churchy thing like that, that's fine. What is fruit for there? Obedience, probably. I think that's probably fine. But a lot of people might define fruit as in, you know, legacy behind them, aka just turn around. Is anybody following you? Then I guess you're a leader. It's funny how many times we'll give somebody a title of a leader and we look around, nobody's back there. Oh, so, yeah. But just whatever you define, I, I think it's fine. Just just do that. And so that would be like the fruit side and fulfillment. Did it really bring you fulfillment? Or are you always kind of less like operating this sort of angst, you know, this anxiety, this emptiness, this frustration? And that's not like the end of the world stuff. It's not like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I've wasted my life working at Chick-fil-A. I don't, I don't think that's a miss. I think it's a miss if you know that it's not all you should do. And then you just kind of apathetically sit back and let your muscles atrophy. I think that's a problem. But man, you can be really fulfilled in a quote hourly, you know, low level job. I don't know. I know plenty of people who are, and but that's all about how we define low level. So fruitfulness and fulfillment are the two words that, to me, that's just my web definition of success. And mm -hmm. so, in light of that, then I guess in order to do that, you have to know who you are, or at least strive yeah. to figure out who you are. And that's hard. I, I say sometimes when I'm also in a spicy mood, sometimes you need a mirror to address the elephant in the room. You know, and I sit in a lot of meetings with executives, church executives, and even for-profit too. And it, everybody's like, oh, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Yeah, it's a mirror, bro. Like at some point, do you even know who you are? Do you even know what you believe? Are you even being consistent in your own life? Well, if we can just solve that, you can be real fruitful and fulfilled at Chick-fil-A or In-N-Out Burger since you're a West Coaster, even though they're in Texas, by the way, they're based here. You know, <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can be fruitful and fulfilled there or obviously chasing and being an entrepreneur and, and doing all the, the other things in the future. Yeah. So I feel like that's the game changer right there. It's cliche. I know everybody has heard this and, and been told this in some way, but you just can't put your identity in the thing that you do. Mm -hmm. And I know it's easy to do that. I know it's totally easy to do that, but just, just fight against it and know that, and this is really great, but it's not me. Yeah. And just know the difference in those two things. Yeah. I mean, I think that's something that I've seen, I think across the board, because I'm connected to a lot of younger by age leaders and mm -hmm. and it's the it's the identity thing right it's the yeah what do you do and it's like that's not even yeah. i don't even think that's what gen z's questions they're not even asking because it's like i don't right. necessarily think we care but it's yeah. been modeled so we're just like uh -huh. i don't know how to not be awkward so when i'm at a pastor's yep. gathering that's just like what's your role in the church and it's like well <laughs> thanks for asking how about and yeah. I, every time I'm like, well, how's your wife? It's like, right. let's right. ask like real questions, bro. But yep. yeah, yep. a whole different podcast. But yep. I mean, in that same lane, I wanted to ask you, so 
in the and you've talked about this multiple times you've posted about this like the the green room culture mm-hmm. so i want to talk specifically hear your thoughts on anyways the person who's listening to this who says i need to be in this room to be able mm-hmm. to fulfill what i feel like i'm supposed to be doing or mm-hmm. uh, like you're talking about consistency they're like well i'm consistently showing up to church and yeah. i'm not serving i'm not giving but i want to i just want to go to this church to be able to be connected what yep. what would you recommend to that person and or maybe they are a pastor and they're like i got to mm-hmm. go to every conference across the whole country to make sure yeah. my name is known and it's like that's kind of <laughs> straightforward but that's literally yeah. what's going on like they would never say that that's so that would never be on the ig caption but that's what's going on so what would you say to them yeah dude that's a that's a fun and I, I wish we spent an hour just on that right there let me see if i can be concise ish of the green rooms i've been in not ever as big famous preacher because that's not me obviously but i've just been privileged to be around some of those people the p I, and it's almost definitive it's almost 100 percent. not saying it is but it's pretty daggum close that the people who tried to get in those rooms are the ones who made news the last three years of cheating on their spouse, you know, or having money problems or having anxiety issues that just they end up crapping out and doing something stupid. And again, I know some of these people, I know some of you personally, the big name you're thinking about right now probably spent time with them. So, so there's that. Then the people that everybody actually wants to be like, including all those people who want to be in their green room, they, they didn't actually try to, and they were just winning. They were just consistent. They were just, they knew who they were obnoxiously. So, so my favorite is Stephen Furtick. Obviously worked with him specifically for 10 years. Been a fan before, been a fan after. And fan, I'm, I'm using that obviously loosely here. I, I, I worship God. Right. <laughs> Stephen Furtick's a person, yada, yada. <laughs> yeah. but, but I know that there are people out there that, oh my gosh, that's, that's Jesus himself. No, that's not the case, but he doesn't think that either. And so the thing that most people don't know about him is he's wickedly consistent on stage and off. And he doesn't, he's not the guy that tries to be in a green room. Matter of fact, go search and see how many times he's preached at conferences the last five, maybe even 10 years. You'll you be hard pressed to find those. Yep. But everybody wants to also be in his green room. You see what I'm saying? It's because, man, he's, I'm just like putting my head down just trying to preach. It's kind of how Stephen Furtick operates. And I'm, I'm obviously very general there just to kind of move through it on, on pace, but I can give you a thousand examples. But then there's the guys out there who are living their life in that Instagram tag you're talking about, Instagram, you know, caption you're talking about, and they're trying, thinking that's what makes them successful. And it may, it may get you a mention. It may get you on that particular stage for, you know, a year or two. But by and large, man, those are the people that crap out. So at the end of the day, the, the advice I would give and the thing I've seen in my own life. Now, for those of you who don't know me, I'm almost 44. I know what you're thinking. You think I look 24. Thank you for that. Um, thank you for that. Courage. I'm 24. <laughs> yeah. You, you look a lot better. No, but just for context, I'm almost 44 years old. I've seen a few things and worked with a few people. And at the end of the day, man, just, uh, just go win and add value into the world. And I promise 100% it comes back to you. Now, not dollar for dollar. You, know, you can't go give money and assume money's going to come back to you. But you can call it karma or you can read the Bible and have a biblical worldview like we do. And what you put out into the economy, so to speak, God's economy, the God's economy has a unique way of bringing it back in the way that you need it. I even have a Matthew 6.33 tattoo right here on my left, smaller of the two biceps. Do you believe in and, tattoos? Uh, I do. And I believe you can have a tattoo and go to heaven later, bro. I don't know if that's Dang. illegal to say on here, but I'm that's what I believe. <laughs> as i have a sleep but if you just go like win and add value i promise your name will get out there because your product got out there your fruit got out there and people know that you're not posturing and posing and it's funny when you're like that everything else about you is whole like it's funny too and i'm not i'm not a doctor i'm not a psychologist but just go google some stuff and find you a story that matches with this but 
the people that are posing, again, the people that aren't looking in the mirror, the people that are inconsistent, the people that say this is growth, but oh, or this is health, but oh, by the way, I'm obese. And those people have other issues underlying, like health issues, personal finance mm -hmm. issues, because there's just not, there's, there's no integrity, wholeness. I'm not saying integrity yeah. is in there doing something sinful even. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes apathy. And I know we can argue the sin of that or whatever. But my point is, I, mean, I just find a lot of other things happen when you're chasing something else. And the people that are the ones we all want to follow, the people that we're like, man, how did he do that? We all want to be on his stage. There are full-on church organizations and networks that try to be these other churches that were never part of that network. And we're always chasing that thing. And those people they're chasing, nearly every single one of them, they, they never strove to do that. They were just so boring and consistently winning by adding value into life. And everybody, everybody gets out there. The way T.D. Jake says it, he had this great example years ago, but he kind of runs this image of being born. You know, he's pushing this over the Moses story of how Moses, you know, had to go out into obscurity for, I think it was 84 years old when Moses finally comes back to take the Israelites home or the Hebrews or however you want to call it. And, and so... But he, but T.D. Jakes and his brilliant voice and insight that he preaches from, you know, he's mm -hmm. like, man, but Moses wasn't, he wasn't ready to be birthed out into his calling into that where you're, you're in obscurity for a reason. And then he yeah. would say you're incubating for a reason. And when God's ready to birth you out into the world or calling or whatever you want to say, well, then he'll let you know. And a right. lot of times, man, we're just trying to be premature. And we all know what that's like in a, in a hospital room. If a baby's born premature, that's a tense situation that doesn't always pan out well. And I just don't know how we want to do that. And so many of us want to do that. So just fight yeah. against it. Well, 100%. I always like to use the example, not for me. I stole it from somebody. I don't remember who it was. But it's like Jesus was only in ministry for three years. Mm -hmm. It's like, yep. dude lived a normal life for 30 years. And for mm -hmm. three years, he was in ministry, what we would call yep. ministry. So it's like, totally. I, I don't know. I just think people care about the wrong things. And like you said, yeah. God, God will increase your influence when your private mm -hmm. life is mm -hmm. right. Because as, as you just said a couple minutes ago, the people who are not necessarily in the game anymore, private life wasn't probably great. And that's just a, yeah. an assumption, but it's like, and that stuff's going to come out for sure. So yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, 100% agree. So I, yeah. I want to talk about, so you do this thing called top five. I feel like you've been doing it for a couple years now. I Oh, my five things list. Yeah, five things. Yeah, yeah I mean, you're, <laughs> yeah, you're five things. So I, just for any listeners, I found Sweb on LinkedIn. It came up as a oh, yeah, suggested right. top five. <laughs> and I was like, what is this? Like the, the one time a year I go on LinkedIn for 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. And I Same. was like, well, all right, this sounds like somebody I want to listen to because we <laughs> have a, a similar tone. I'll say that. Uh -huh. uh, uh -huh. So do you have any memories of a top five that might've been highly controversial? <laughs> Let me see half of them are the ones yeah. that come to mind. <laughs> Depends on what you mean by controversial, but yep. but in yeah, a, I, have so, a, I have a few. Yeah. I mean, so maybe in a, in a way of saying, this was not talked about and you, you mm -hmm. probably exposed something that might have been triggered in pastors yeah. or leaders. Yeah. I mean, again, there's, there's a few of them because most of my, my, my intent is to expose. And I don't mean like, like I'm the news guy on sweeps week no, trying to expose right. something like, it's not that, but it's just, I say things, excuse me. I say things other, I say things people don't say because I see things other people don't see. Mm -hmm. uh, so going back to success or fruit or how to 
you know, win and, and all those kind of things in life. My goal isn't to be a preacher. There are more than two jobs, preacher and worship leader. There are more than those two things at church and in life. And so, and you got to know that. And I'd much rather be the guy that has his fingerprints on quote, successful people than always having to be within reach, trying to be successful again, doing the world terms in that case. So what I say isn't something that's completely revolutionary. It's revolutionary that I said it. And people are like, yeah. yes, thanks for putting words to this. So that's just, a, again, for people who don't know me, there's some of that, like just some of the latest-ish ones, you know, like five things that are frustrating to most or for most people to reconcile in the Bible. Mm -hmm. You know, to me, that's like a controversial one because, you know, we're supposed to preach all these verses, but then we don't talk about, hey, man, why don't you go marry a hooker? Like it says that in the Bible, right? You know, can I be, is this like a, is this like a PG podcast? Like what rating of podcast is this? Yeah. Oh, you can, you can say whatever you okay. want. Well, let me put it this way. All I'm going to do is tell you a story in the Bible, okay. but I'm like, I'm telling my kids and they're, they're nine and 12. And so some people might find it crazy. I say this, but, <laughs> but not too long ago, I was telling my son who's nine. I was, well, actually both of them in the car. We were all as a, this is the kind of stuff we talk about as a family. It's crazy. Let's We're go. driving down the street and I, was, and I was telling them a story in the Bible about how, man, this one guy, he really wanted a girlfriend. And, uh, and the dad's like, Hey, I mean, that's fine. You can, you can date my daughter, but you got to go cut off a hundred weenies from those yeah. dudes over there. Now I know that sounds really crazy. And some of you are like, bro, I can't believe you're even saying that out loud. Hey, it's in the Bible. I don't know what Bible you're reading. So that's right. just an example of something we can't reconcile all the time, or we could, we just don't like to because it's uncomfortable. So that's an example of a five things posted to me is controversial. Let me give you like a couple more that I think are fun. One I said, this one's probably even just in like the last five or six of these posts was what is five things to which we forget to apply WWJD. Hmm. We love yeah. what would Jesus do oh, bracelets and we love the youth camp vibe of that stuff. But then we forgot and forget if we even knew to begin with some of the stuff Jesus actually did. And that really frustrates us. And it's, we like it until Jesus actually does what Jesus did. And then that, we can't reconcile that either. So yeah, those are the yeah. ones that are controversial is when I simply just hold up a mirror to myself too. Right. You know, like remember I had to lose 40 pounds at some point too, because I had gotten sideways. So we, we all have some crap to deal with, but I yeah. just, apparently the guy that says it. <laughs> well, what I love about what you post or what you talk through on any of these podcasts is it's stuff that I can tell that has been self-discovered or you've learned it from somebody who is, mm -hmm. was on that journey as well. It wasn't mm -hmm. just like you read a John Maxwell book five minutes ago and then you started a podcast and we're like, yeah, here are 10 tips guys. to have influence. And it's like, and I, <laughs> yeah. and I don't know if it's just churchy word, but like discernment of being able to mm -hmm. tell like, yep. man, this guy actually has walked the walk. And, and again, I yep. think it does have, a lot to do with experience and stuff, but yeah, kind of wrapping up here in the yeah. last couple of questions. I want to sure. talk through, so you made a post yesterday or yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. it was yesterday about finding a new church and something yeah. that actually my wife read it and she's a big Sweb fan, by the way, she Good. was like, it's funny I'm her, she, fan her and I always talk about things. And then it's literally <laughs> like a week later, she'll see a post and be like, I just said this. I'm like, let's Been go there, girl. Man. It's like, she. <laughs> Her like uh, our personalities are the opposite of Lexi. She's like the sweet, very like timid, yeah. but yeah, privately a savage. Yeah, yeah. Sure. But she she wanted to she wanted to <laughs> ask you this, and I think it's a great question. So how? Okay. You talked about walking into a church that is paying you to critique versus walking right. into your church. Yeah. How does somebody walk into a church and not necessarily they? 
what I told her, and you can correct me if I'm wrong publicly yeah. right now. Don't care. <laughs> I said, I don't think Sweb turns it off. I don't think you can turn off the way God designed you necessarily, but I do. I bet he has avenues in which where he puts those critiques. So yeah, the question is, how, how do you yeah put those critiques away or necessarily yeah. not even have them? Just go to church, receive and yeah. leave. How do you do that? Because we're in that season too, by the way. So it's sure. it's an actual question. Yeah, no, I get it. I, it's funny how popular that post became today. I reposted it as a post form this morning from a story yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I was I was even a little surprised at how much people are firing off on that DMs and stuff like, hey, thank you. This is helpful. So and it's just a piece of that post is what you're asking now. So, yeah, I think that I think the way you said it's pretty good. I don't turn it off kind of like people try to compartmentalize their calling if god put it in you well i don't know that you're going to take it off and, and stick on the shelf but to your point you can express differently you can mm -hmm. kind of save stuff up kind of put this in a bucket to you know deal with later or whatever and that's probably how i do it you know i i visit many churches maybe a thousand churches in my lifetime i don't know literally around the world too and so i see the same problem with the worship leader who just isn't isn't quite singing the, the quote right way We'll just leave it at that. Or you hear that sermon quote that sounds cool, but it makes zero sense, but it, it'll stick really good on Instagram. Like you hear, I, I hear all those too, you know, or the, the ridiculous stuff we do in the lobbies that build community and all that. I see all of those things too, but, but I'm not, I'm not at church for that reason. Now, if you pay me to come in and say, Hey, should we have a coffee shop in our lobby or, or a soda fountain? Well, then I'll critique you on that. But otherwise I'm just going to attend church and contribute. I think a lot of people go into church, even if they're not paid to contribute or, excuse me, consult or coach like I do, they still go in with this like critical mindset of this just isn't great. Okay, okay, well, go start a church or stay home and hate your life and have no friends. I mean, those, those are kind of your options. And I'm just, I just, I just know why I'm there. And that goes back to something I said 20 minutes ago, like, man, just know who you are. What are you, what are you supposed to do? And so critiquing in my case is a job, you know, it's not a spirit. You know, there's the fruits of the spirit. Then there is a skill or a gift of administration and, and all the things that Paul and others outline as far as spiritual gifts, you know, but those, those are different things. And so if I'm quote on the job, and in my case, that's kind of a funny job, but when I'm on the job, then I'm there to critique what you told me to critique as well as a few fringe elements that contribute to that. But, but we go to a church right now. We just started going relatively recently in Austin, big church. A lot of people know about it. Uh, they're connected to all, a lot of other big names. We're not there for any of those reasons. Cause I mean, for me, I don't care. I've been there, done that, but they still do a lot of stuff that personally is annoying. Not because it's like, oh, I'm better than them. It's more just like preference, but like I posted in there, it's, I don't go to church for preference and neither should you, right. you know, it's not about your preference and your preference would make everybody else mad over there too. And when you think you're good at something, you're actually not. I mean, we should just go back and rewatch a couple of American Idol episodes to prove that granny said you could sing and we, we promise you can't sing. And, you know, so you got to imagine that what your preference is, is probably not even right anyway. So I just try to think through that in a logical, wise way. And again, separate myself. Here's who I am. And then here's what I do. And since today I'm not on a do task or a do mission, then I don't need to deal with it. They're singing good enough. I can contribute by singing this yeah. sermon. I can get something out of it, something out of it, because that's on me. It's not on them. Right. I, I hope he prepared. You know, I hope the preacher is living consistently, but at the end of the day, even if he just reads a verse of scripture, it is on me to mine wisdom and application from it as a human, not as an old guy or preacher guy or church guy, as a human being that's gone past puberty, you should be able to mine for wisdom and application from any scripture read. 
So see yeah. how that doesn't purpose doesn't, or excuse me, preference in that case doesn't matter. And that's how I'm able to sort of compartmentalize, I guess. Well, yeah, it's super helpful. I mean, I think we've had a general consistency across the whole board on this podcast yeah. is like self-discovery, yeah. knowing who you are. And if you can't figure out who you are, that's scary. Yep. And the other side of it, yeah. <laughs> have somebody tell you who you are for a couple months. I don't know. Right. Get you a mentor. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mentor, yeah, therapist, yeah. pastor, yeah. and right. somebody to go get a drink with. I don't know. But that's, that's kind of right. last, last couple questions here. So yeah. can yeah. you share maybe one or two stories of you walking in, working with the church and not necessarily seeing like their numbers? Because I've seen the things that you do. You can definitely increase numbers and in attendance, number and servant easy. leaders, whatever. Yeah, it's so easy. But can right. you share maybe a story working with a pastor, seeing them kind of light up that I think that would be super helpful? Yeah, man, that's good. Do you mean them kind of light up as in like, man, they kind of, maybe I took their lid off or something like that, maybe? Yeah, yep. So, yep. You lifted their lid, took their lid off. Maybe you, yeah. like what we just talked about, they maybe lacked in self-discovery. You kind of helped them open uh -huh. their eyes to that. Well, two things that come to mind, two examples, and one of them, hopefully it's even answered your question, but the next one I think for sure will. The first one is a church we were attending here locally. Now, I just changed churches. That's not a bad thing because there's nothing wrong with that church other than it's a long way away. Mm -hmm. uh, but that pastor's a friend. We moved here be straight because of them, not because of the church. But he was a client for a year while I lived in Florida. So when we decided to come back to Texas, which is where we're from, we said, well, might as well just go to that church. So we physically moved to this part of Austin simply because, well, I mean, we'll be kind of near them. And, but as a client and, and when it was just like kind of client coach relationship, this guy is very smart, great preacher, insightful. He's not 22, no offense to anybody in the twenties, but just, he's been around, yeah. but what he was missing was simply somebody to spar with. He just needed somebody to punch with back and forth. And a lot of pastors, CEOs, executives, dads, a lot of people just don't have that. If you're a mom and you're a stay-at-home mom, God bless you. But like, even that's hard because you're like, man, I'm just with like infants all day. I need somebody to wrestle with. I got to talk to a grown up. So you see this in other areas of life, but that's what he needed. And to his credit, he was self-aware enough to basically say that, like, that, that's not word for word he said, but when we got started together, that's basically what he did. And so over time, I could see him start doing things that I had told him to do six months ago. And that's a win for me and a win for him. Mm -hmm. He doesn't, I don't need the credit, right? And he doesn't feel weird about just taking a good idea if it's a good idea. And right. it's funny how a lot of pastors, by the way, they do. They're like, mm, it's a great idea, but I didn't come up with it. Therefore, I can't do it. And this is just the weirdest thing to me, how that exists. Yeah. That's not the case in business. In business, they'll just copy you because they're trying to make money. But in church world, for some reason, pastors, dear God, cannot just take a good idea because, oh, the intern came up with it. Well, he's not on yep. the executive team. Oh, that's a consultant. So Life it's church. so weird. But to, yeah. You version literally was yeah. an intern. It's incredible. Yeah. Just throw this stuff out there and let somebody maximize it. And then we're all win. Yeah. We're all better for it. So that's a good example. Yeah. So anyway, that would be a good example of something that, you know, somebody just needs somebody to spar with. And now, they, I mean, so I think we became friends slash working together. Maybe he was running 250 people. Now they're upwards of 900 people. This is just in the last two and a half, three years. I feel like that's pretty good. They are above pre-COVID numbers because everybody likes to talk about COVID numbers. But they're above all that, John. So all that's great. Another example that just, I got this text last week from a guy in Colorado up in Denver or Southeast Denver. He is a young, younger, older than you, younger than me guy that inherited an older church, inherited like a church that existed for like 30 something years before him. A lot of his staff are older than him that he inherited, lead pastor now. And, but just last week, 
I'll give you the short version of the story. Last week he texted me. He's like, bro, I handed, or I'm starting, I, I outsourced or gave off two things that I've been doing for the last couple of years. And I love that because that's something we've been talking about. Like, hey, listen, man, just just give that to somebody else. I promise, even if they suck at it, it's better than you doing it yeah. because it's just not it's just not essential. It's just not a game changer. And so having people come to that realization because the effort, let's pretend 20% of his effort went to those two things he outsourced. That 20% now comes right back in-house to do what he can do and only he can do, which is, you know, the visionary stuff or preaching or leading staff meetings or whatever it is that he decides to do. And I just, I love that because I'm a big fan of maximizing potential. And I feel like a lot of times that that can only be hap- that can only happen or best happen with somebody from the outside looking in and saying, "Hey, no, this is in you." Because if you're in it, you know what's the cliche? You can't see the picture for the frame or the forest for the trees, and it's that kind of thing. So yeah. for me, I just provide an elevated perspective to be like, "No, no, no, listen, you're killer, bro. You're sabotaging yourself because of mm-hmm. this." And so I I love to be able to take kind of those lids off and see see, and that happens all the time. Because I want to yeah. say something again. I just said very quickly a minute ago, because the attendance that's cake. Increasing giving 20%. I put that on my website. I, dude, if you want to do that, we'll knock that out in about 20 minute meeting. That's easy. It's you listening to what I have to say, being humble and be like, okay, I will do it. That's a game changer. To me, that's a lid thing. But man, number growth, giving growth, that's, that's cake. Yeah. I mean, thanks for sharing those two stories. I know that there's probably hundreds of them, but just wrapping mm-hmm. up here, how to, maybe this is a lead pastor, executive pastor listening to this. I think there's like, a hundred ish churches in that kind of sphere that listen to this podcast. How do they mm-hmm. contact you? Maybe how do they yeah. find you on socials? All of that stuff. Yeah. Well, thanks for that. The easy thing is the website sweb.fyi, not.com, not anything else. Sweb, nope. S W E B B dot FYI. That's, that's the, the, the easy, you know, way to go see what's, what's on the internet. Of course, you can also follow me at Stephen P. Webb on, on Instagram, or you can search Sweb and find that on Instagram. And then there's a little bit of credibility there if you want to say that. But just kind of a little aside, I think it's funny. I don't know if you remember this. It's a little older movie now, but Hitch. Will Smith was in a movie called Hitch yep. a long time ago. It's a great movie. So good. And uh, that's, that's basically a meta- metaphor for how I do my business. You got to know who I am. You got to know somebody has to have used me before. If you're just trying to look on LinkedIn or something, it's probably going to be incomplete. Because I'm not the guy that's going to throw out a bunch of logos from churches I've worked at. I love meeting people now. They don't even know I worked at Elevation, much less built a lot of Elevation through different processes and stuff. They don't even know that. And that thrills me because it's like, okay, we're working how it's supposed to work then. So that being said, you know, thanks for putting me on a podcast and, and you know, even asking that question to get that out there. I appreciate that. Yeah. But rarely that's the case. Usually it's like, like you, man, you stumbled across on LinkedIn or somebody's like, hey, I think I, think I got a guy you should talk to. But if you get in... The website, there's a form in there somewhere. You get on Instagram, you can DM me. I'm the most responsive person, at least the most responsive person in the church world you're ever going to meet. I'm saying this to everybody, not just Josh. I will text you back. I will DM you back and you won't find somebody more responsive. And that, I might tell you no, I don't know. But at some point I'll respond and we'll, we'll make things better together. Nothing more frustrating than a church leader who doesn't respond to texts. It's like, <laughs> it's terrible. I think that's man. actually the one thing you should be doing, honestly. I don't know. That's all you, that's all you do, man. It's connect yeah. with people. That's like 24-hour rule, anybody? Well, thank you so That's much incredible. for being on Sweb, seriously. Like, thank you. The last 35 minutes has been gold. I hope that everyone yeah. listening to this doesn't just like, oh, cool podcast. Like, apply yeah. it. Listen to it. Apply it. Yeah. Or, I don't know what to tell you. Just kidding. Yeah. Seriously. Can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't help you. So don't find a different podcast. Nah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Thank you so much. Seriously. Thanks, man. You bet. Boom. We did it. That's great, dude. Nine, thousand